tale as old as time. Perhaps the original author of Beauty and the Beast was familiar with this part of Nebuchadnezzar's story. But here, a man being turned into a beast is not just a fairy tale. This is a true story. And it isn't really about love like Beauty and the Beast. It's about pride, humility, and dominion. I'm thrilled that you are joining me today on Audacious Arrows, where we are becoming recklessly bold men and women of faith through the power of God's Word. If you're joining us for the first time, we've been in the book of Daniel for a little bit here. And we've, we've learned about Daniel and his three friends, who you probably know as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and their interactions with King Nebuchadnezzar. Now, King Nebuchadnezzar was, at this time, one of the most powerful rulers in the world. He was one of the greatest kings of the Chaldean dynasty, one of the longest kings of that dynasty, and that was part of the Babylonian Empire. He was, he was a big deal, and he had a lot of power, and he had captured Israel and taken a whole bunch of Jews captive. So Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are all captives in his kingdom, but they are serving in the palace in different capacities. So that's where we are at so far. Last time, we read about Nebuchadnezzar's second bad dream that he had, and it was about a big tree that was beautiful and huge and all the birds were living in it and then it was cut down but there was a stump left and then it also talked about a man being wet with the dew of heaven that his portion would be with the beasts of the grass and his mind would be changed from a man's and a beast's mind would be given to him for seven periods of time so that's kind of where we left off is Nebuchadnezzar had this really bad dream and he was explaining it to Daniel. And we're going to start there. Now, one word that we're going to encounter as we read is the word dominion. We'll see that word several times in our reading today. And dominion is defined in dictionary.com as power or right of governing and controlling. It's sovereign authority. Sometimes dominion refers to a territory or a place where someone has sovereign control or rule over. So like a kingdom could be referred to as someone's dominion, for example. So we'll see that word a lot. And that is a big theme in this passage. All right, let's dive in. We're going to be in Daniel chapter 4, verse 19 is where we're going to start. So turn there. If you need some help from your mom and dad, you can pause this and have them help you find it. It's Daniel which is about two-thirds of the way through your Bible, chapter 4, so that's the big number, and then find little number 19. Then Daniel, whose name was Belshazzar, was dismayed for a while, and his thoughts alarmed him. The king answered and said, Belshazzar, let not the dream or the interpretation alarm you. Belshazzar answered and said, My lord, May the dream be for those who hate you and its interpretation for your enemies. The tree you saw, which grew and became strong so that its top reached to heaven and it was visible to the end of the whole earth, whose leaves were beautiful and its fruit abundant, and in which was food for all, under which the beasts of the field found shade and in whose branches the birds of the heavens lived, it is you, O king, who have grown and become strong. 
Your greatness has grown and reaches to heaven, and your dominion to the ends of the earth. And because the king saw a watcher, a holy one, coming down from heaven, and saying, Chop down the tree and destroy it, but leave the stump of its roots in the earth, bound with a band of iron and bronze, in the tender grass of the field. And let him be wet with the dew of heaven, and let his portion be with the beasts of the field, till seven periods of time pass over him. This is the interpretation, O king. It is a decree of the Most High, which has come upon my lord the king, that you shall be driven from among men, and your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field. You shall be made to eat grass like an ox, and you shall be wet with the dew of heaven, and seven periods of time shall pass over you, till you know that the Most High rules the kingdom of men and gives it to whom he will. And as it was commanded to leave the stump of the roots of the tree, your kingdom shall be confirmed for you from the time that you know that heaven rules. Therefore, O king, let my counsel be acceptable to you. Break off your sins by practicing righteousness and your iniquities by showing mercy to the oppressed, that there may perhaps be a lengthening of your prosperity. All this came upon King Nebuchadnezzar. At the end of twelve months, he was walking on the roof of the royal palace of Babylon. And the king answered and said, Is not this great Babylon which I have built by my mighty power as a royal residence and for the glory of my majesty? While the words were still in the king's mouth, there fell a voice from heaven. O King Nebuchadnezzar, to you it is spoken. The kingdom has departed from you, and you shall be driven from among men, and your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field, and you shall be made to eat grass like an ox, and seven periods of time shall pass over you, until you know that the Most High rules the kingdom of men and gives it to whom he will. Immediately the word was fulfilled against Nebuchadnezzar, he was driven from among men and ate grass like an ox, and his body was wet with the dew of heaven till his hair grew as long as eagle's feathers and his nails were like bird's claws. At the end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted my eyes to heaven and my reason returned to me and I blessed the Most High and praised and honored him who lives forever. For his dominion is an everlasting dominion and his kingdom endures from generation to generation. All the inhabitants of the earth are accounted as nothing, and he does according to his will among the host of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth, and none can stay his hand or say to him, What have you done? At the same time my reason returned to me, and for my glory of my kingdom, my majesty and splendor returned to me. My counselors and my lords sought me, and I was established in my kingdom, and still more greatness was added to me. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the King of heaven, for all his works are right, and his ways are just, and those who walk in pride he is able to humble. This is the last that we hear of Nebuchadnezzar in the book of Daniel with this beautiful declaration of God's sovereignty. God humbled the most powerful man on earth until he proclaimed these great things. 
I don't know if Nebuchadnezzar ever put his hope in God or if he gave up on his other false gods, but the point of this text I don't think is about Nebuchadnezzar. It's about God's greater dominion. God is the one who is able to humble even the greatest king on earth. And I just love the words that he shares at the very end, verse 37. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the king of heaven, for all his works are right and his ways are just. And those who walk in pride, he is able to humble. This reminds me of one of my favorite verses in the Bible. In the New Testament, in 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 5 and 6, it says that God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting your anxieties on him, because he cares for you. God is the one who can humble, and he is the one who can exalt. And what a blessing it is that we belong to him and that he cares for us, and we can cast our cares on him, and we don't have to be proud. We don't have to look out for our own interests. We can trust God, and we can humble ourselves under his rule and his authority. Let's look at this week's memory verse. It is, we read it today, it is in Daniel chapter 4, verses 35 well, that last half of 35. It says, And he does, God, that's God, he does according to his will among the host of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. And none can stay his hand or say to him, What have you done? It's just beautiful. God does what he wills among heaven and the people of earth. And no one can stop him. And no one has a right to question him and say, what, what are you doing here? What have you done? It's so beautiful. God rules. And, and it's good because God is always right. God is always just. So he is never a bad king. He's never a terror. He's always a good king, a good ruler. I love reading the Bible with you. Make sure you or your parents follow me and are getting notifications so that you don't miss a single Audacious Arrows episode. We'll see you next time.